And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shea Gibbs Alexander and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Mondays, my good friend, Michele Vera. Michele, what's up? Well, I'm a bit excited about this Thunder team. It's um, starting to, I mean, become fun, like extremely fun. <laughs> they are finding their way up to the base of this mountain, of the second mountain. And it's it's been extremely fun to watch. Um, I was there at the game last night. The vibes around the team are just great. I mean, these guys are really excited and having just a a wonderful time. And Kenrich Williams is like, so I asked Mark about Kenrich, like what he means to the team. And he didn't mm-hmm. say like he's the heart and soul of the team, which I think is true. Mm-hmm. He said he has a great or he has a great soul, I think was the quote, or a good soul. And it was just like, just he's just like totally respects Kenrich, the the man and who he is to this team. And Kenrich is he is such a good person to kind of lead this team. And I think Shea is ultimately like the leader of the team. But if there's somebody to set, like, the here is what we want Thunder culture to look like. Here is what we want, you know, here's how you should work. Here's how you should do everything. Is like, Kenrich is the guy. He's he's awesome. He So before the game, he was getting ready to go out on the court and shoot. And I just stopped him just to chat about TCU. I was just asking him, like, are you going to, like, where are you watching the game? They, they, if you're unaware, if you're not in the United States or unaware of the the uh, college basketball or college basketball, oh my gosh, I'm unaware. College football national championship. I'm saying it's not the time, Andrew. Yeah, Why yeah, yeah. still college like, football? Weeks away. Gosh, I'm so, I'm just so focused on basketball. College football national championships tonight, uh, TCU and Georgia, and he was so like he's just like grinning ear to ear the whole time we're talking and is really excited about it. he's just gonna watch it in his hotel room in miami tonight um but just like very approachable nice kind accommodating person but also when he's on the court like he will rip your face off and yeah. 
play, I think he is such a huge reason why this team has played so well over this stretch. Is like you just have a lot of Kenrich Williams in the lineup, and he spaces the floor, makes good passing reads, plays just dogged defense. He's a he's like going to he's going to be one of the big time glue guys that's going to help lead this team up the next mountain, and he's helping them get there pretty fast. And some of it is like his play; like he's shooting over forty percent from three this season, yeah, which is insane. He bounced and back from a year where I think last year was thirty four, maybe less. I believe it was less. He he has played so so well. Yeah, he's 33.9 last year on two and a half attempts. On two attempts. It is less than 34. It is. I can allow that. um, He's almost 42% on threes so far this season. He's been great. This team, man, this Thunder team is exceeding expectations all over the place. And I think it's a good time to like stop and reflect and just recognize like, this is not normal. This is the youngest nope. team in the league. They're 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 not full squad. They don't have their second pick in the draft on this mm-hmm. team. And yet nor the eleventh. Yes, nor the eleventh. That matter. Yeah, they're missing two lotto picks. And they are still rolling, playing really good basketball. And this isn't like this is not a normal thing. Go look at the other teams that are this age that are playing players this age on a regular basis. They are not doing this. They don't have 19 wins right now. They don't have I mean the Thunder's net rating on the season is 18th. The teams that yeah. we're talking about San Antonio 30th in net rating, Detroit 29th in net rating, Houston 28th in net rating. Those are the three teams, and then like Orlando, 26th in net rating, and then Charlotte's 27th. Those are the teams that we talk about. That is where the teams that are young reside, and that is normal. That is a yeah. normal thing. That is why I thought the Thunder, as the youngest team in the league, would be there too. I thought they would be there too. Looking at the net rating here, they have a better net rating than Miami, Chicago, the Lakers, the Warriors, the Wizards, the Clippers, the Hawks. All the teams I just named have something in common, and it's that they are all trying to win basketball games today. They have rosters that were put together to win today. And the Thunder, who don't have a roster that's ready to win today, who don't have a team that's ready to win today, have a better net rating and I credit first Shea. Like, if you want to look for reason number one that this team is this good, it's the progress of Shea Gildas Alexander. That's the number one thing. Number two, it's this coaching staff, man. Yeah. They're really good. to say. They're really good. They're actually really, really good. They, you have to play a certain way to play for this team. You have to. If you don't, you're going to get pulled, and they're going to teach you, and they're going to let you try again. And the way that you have to compete, and this is something Mark said last night, 
after the game about several of the players that are profiled as more or less just shooters out there. And it's Lindy, it's um, Isaiah Joe, it's Trey Mann. Like, those guys compete. They play hard. Yeah. And that is something that is so, so important because you watch these other teams who have guys that are solid on one end and don't compete on the other, and their defense stinks. That's another thing that all those teams that I read out before have in common is that their defense stinks. It's terrible. They don't know what they're doing. A lot of their offense stinks too, but it's the defense that is particularly bad. And the Thunder's defense does not stink. Like It's yeah. good. And they don't have a center. They don't have anybody to funnel anybody to at the rim. They don't have anybody protecting the, the rim at all. It's group schemes that they use. And it's like just deadly point of attack defense from guys like Kenrich and Lou Dort that help make this defense what it is. And it's the the fact that everybody throughout the roster competes. Yeah, can I can I say something about this? Because it's I think it's Anytime. it's really important. Yeah. Competing is something that you you need to bring yourself, but it's hard. When you compete hard all over the week in the gym every day and then you don't see the court. Or if you see the court and the time is yeah, whatever. Uh Eugene, you'll play just when you're when we are down twenty. Yeah. That's not how this coaching staff operates. Um there was a moment in the game yesterday where Giddy made two mistakes in a row against Bertans. And he made two trees. Mm -hmm. Um he got pined and Waters came in. Yep. Or uh, or Jalen came in. I don't I don't remember. Um Waters was awesome last night, by Waters the way. Was awesome. Holy and he got smokes. Playing time. Yeah. Like he, he got good. real playing time oh against gosh. the team that is winning in the West. Yeah. Like if you play hard, if you block a shot, if you go outside of your comfort zone, you put everything on the table for the defensive side and you take the right shots, which is the Cambridge mantra basically. Yeah. You will get minutes in this team. That, no that's, matter. That, that's yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, keep like, going. It's this know. is this is it. Like yeah. this is the matter. I mean, this coaching staff has the full trust of every single player. Well, 14 players at least. <laughs> um on the roster, maybe, well, 16. Um, yeah. And one is struggling, clearly. Uh, Darius is really struggling to mm -hmm. find minutes. Um, but the rest of the guys have, I think, full trust in this coaching staff. Mm -hmm. and, and this is important. I mean, you mentioned the coaching staff. I would argue that, yes, Shea is extremely important, but the coaching staff is not so far behind because the way in which they have built this roster, this culture over the past two years, is incredible. Yeah. And going back to the beginning of the season, let's leave aside the record. There was one storyline that was the most important for the season right after we knew about uh, Chet Ongren missing the season. Mm -hmm. It was, hey, let's see if during this season, Shay and Josh can try and start to play together. Yeah. And after 15 games, we were still on eggshells. Like, is this going well? Is this going like anywhere? Yeah, you know, it was, the past it was sputtering to 10... start and like, but that and that's okay. But yeah, 
yeah, that's okay. And we, and we, we sort of say, okay, maybe we really need chat in order for this to work. Mm -hmm. Maybe we need something else. And then for the past three weeks, slowly but surely, things are starting to play in the right to, to go in the right direction. Last night, Giddy was struggling big time. Yeah. The game was not done. Like no. the game was not finished. And Shea decided to put Giddy into the game with his passing. And he paid off. And the game before, two moments where Giddy and Shea played two-man game. And it was perfect. And they were enjoying this. You can you can see that they were happy to to to, to be involved in this in this game. Shea started to take the first shot, I think, six or seven minutes in the game. And they were moving around and everyone was touching the ball. Maybe Shea, she, uh, sorry, Shea, uh, I, I mix Shea in chat. Uh, maybe Shea touched the ball a little bit too less for my taste, sure. but it's, but it's, but it's okay. Like things are starting to work. And I mean, I, we are halfway to see uh, through the season. And the fact that we are talking positively about this chemistry between um, Shay and Josh is is a great news. Yeah, yeah, they are running plays for one another in both capacities. Like you see it, you see it's Shay finding Giddy last night for those two threes, both assisted by Shay. Yeah, huge, like crucial points. If he they killed the game, those if, killed the game. If he clanks both of those, like I don't know who, I don't know who wins the game. I still think the Thunder win. Like, I think they pull it out. But it's possible that the Mavs are able to continue to mount their comeback and win the game. Those were crucial. The fact that Shea, knowing that Josh didn't have it going, found him anyways. I was like, I trust you to make this shot. And that Josh stepped up. And it looks... And he made it! it looks, like, and it looks good. Like, the shot looks noticeably better. Yeah. And it's fat. It's quicker. It's more consistent. Um, he talked about that guide hand and how mm -hmm. that has really helped shape his shot to be more consistent every time. Uh, he didn't have those like he had crazy bad misses last year. He mm -hmm. didn't really have those anymore. Uh, he's yeah, I think that, yeah. He's developed. He's, he's developed that shot really quickly. Like, it's kind of, it makes me question whether it's real or not, <laughs> just because it's like, this is happening really fast. Because I talked about it preseason that Giddy's likely going to take a step back in order to take a step forward later. And he did that to start the yeah. season. He struggled, but only for like a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. And then the ball started to go in. And it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, And then it just like keeps going in. You're like, okay cool great and like it just keeps going in you're like wow like the thunder team we i mean think about this we did the bold predictions pod with you and me and al like go yeah. back and listen to it like oh no don't a lot That's, of our bold terrible predictions a lot of like some of our bold predictions that seemed like this is insane are starting to come true i mean alex said yeah. he thought they would be a top half of the league in shooting and three-point shooting like they're not that today they rank 16th but they're one tenth of a percentage point away from being 14th it's insane top half of the league shooting this is not that kind of roster but you know what they do take 
and find the right kinds of shots. Yeah. And like that is so important in the NBA because you just, I mean, these guys are going to make shots. The fact that they found Isaiah Joe, the fact that Kenrich and Giddy are shooting the way that they are. Um, and then Shea just being, I mean, he had 33 last night. And still, it just felt like, yep, that's Shea. That's who he is. Like, you just expect him to get to 33. I mean, even to start the season, if you would have said, yeah, Shea's, it would have been a bold prediction to say he's going to average over 30 a game. Yeah. And I think it would have been insane. It would have been like a a, a pocky nacho plate to say that he's going to average 31 points a game. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think I is the is that the pod where they say twenty seven five and five? I think something like that. Yeah, it, it sounded already. Wow, you're completely. It sounded crazy. like a lot, and now it's yeah. Goodness, like he's the Thunder have, and I think that we just need to like it's okay to pause and like appreciate what's happening right now because this again, this is this isn't normal for a twenty two year old team. Like this is yeah. not what twenty-two-year-old teams do, and they're and they're doing it, and they are doing it in a way that I think some of the shooting stuff is unsustainable, but the style mm-hmm. of play, the mentality, and the guys that are getting major minutes, like this isn't like Bogdanovich playing thirty-five minutes for you. Oh no, you know these are guys that will play for this team in the future. Yeah. These are guys that are going to help. Like, Muscala might be one that doesn't when it's time for them to, like, try to win a playoff round. Like, he may not be in there. But they're going to put Chet Holmgren in there. And he's going to be the center. So don't worry. Because that's what's going to happen. That So, yeah. I mean, th- they are on a trajectory right now that I don't – I have no clue what's going to happen the rest of the way. And, like, we're not guaranteed, like, just because, like, it's gone so well to start with and you can look at the schedule and you can map out, like, here's how they get to the play-in if they do this and this and this. I still wouldn't predict they'll get to the play-in. Like, me predict, but also, look at what I predicted to start the season. They're almost at the number of wins that I predicted last season. I think I predicted, like, 27, something like that. I mean, at this point, if they got 27 wins, it'd be... 27? uh, Isn't that what I said? 25? I don't remember. 25, no, 27, think, one of those. I think, I think 20, 26 or 27. It would yes. be very disappointing if that's what they ended the season with, mostly because they would win seven games out of 42. Like that would that, that would, would not terrible. that would not feel great. That would not feel great. But they're likely going to win like 33, 35, something like that. Yeah, is a lot more likely. And you know. Depending on what happens with the Lakers, that whole mess is is going on right before our eyes. The Timberwolves as well, right before our eyes. Uh, Utah, I mean the Thunder and yeah. I mean think about how Utah started the season. The Thunder and Utah have the pretty much the same record right now, and the Thunder are playing mm-hmm. better basketball than Utah. And Utah's not playing bad; they're just losing games, but. We don't know how Utah is going to pivot. Are they going to trade, you know, Jared Vanderbilt or Malik Beasley or anybody like that? I don't know. But 
I just think that it's good to appreciate it. Don't have and still like it's it's okay to like wipe your expectations away for what the rest of the season is. The good thing about it is this. If the Thunder are in the lottery, awesome. They get to add a lottery pick to this team. If they yeah. somehow continue to blow expectations out of the water and make the play in, it's great. It'd be amazing because that means you are really close and you get to add the second pick of the draft and you get to add whatever the heck Usman Jang is. You get to like figure that out and you have yeah. a ton of cap space and you have four picks, four in the next draft. Yeah. Some of which could be extremely valuable that you can either use in trade or you can just go ahead and pick a few guys. You're going to have to make some kind of trade anyways with the amount of roster spots that you're going to have. But if you were confused or like didn't understand the plan or didn't like the plan, I had a lot of people in my mentions that didn't like the plan. And it's because you couldn't see it. But you can see it now. They're at 19 wins. John Hollinger, yeah. in the, on the Athletic, to start the season, picked them to win 20 games and to be the worst team in the Western Conference. And he was not alone in those thoughts. Yep. Worse than Houston. Worse than, I mean, and like now you compare the two teams. Like one of those teams is going to have an all-star. One of those teams is going to have an all-star. One of those teams is going to have a top half of the league defense when it's all said and done. One of is playing basketball. We can can just stop there. (laughs) One is playing organized basketball. The other one is just like rolling the ball out and just, you know, hoping and praying that that things happen. You know, it's the stark difference is there. And I think Houston's got a ton of talent. Like they they clearly have a very talented roster. But yep. there's a difference in just drafting guys and throwing them out there and hoping that's just catch lightning in a bottle and something happens. And then there's what the Thunder are doing, which is like every single thing down to the kind of water that they're drinking is intentional. Yeah. Like every step, every person that's drafted everything is very intentional and we and we have to we, we need to start to define talent you know in a better way i think sure there is surely talent to some degree in houston yeah um there are crazy offensive talents uh in terms of being able to score the basketball in difficult situations um jalen green is a crazy athlete that can do a lot with the basketball in his hands. Um, Jabari Smith is a great defender, could be a great defender, and potentially a very nice floor spacer. Shengun yep. has talent. He can be your point point center. Uh, he can do a lot with the ball. But, like, can they play for each other? Can they make quick decisions? Can they adapt to one another? This is talent. I mean, uh, either you are... Kevin Durant, LeBron James, then you can mold everything to your liking. Yeah. You are the scheme. Luca is the scheme. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't really care Giannis. about like yeah. Giannis is the scheme. And even Giannis, like it took a while for him to find because I Giannis is amazing. Giannis is amazing. And it took it took a while for Milwaukee to find the right pieces around him. But you do it because that is that is talent. 
the way in which like a player can just mold a team and win. Um, I don't think that there is uh, exactly that in Houston. I don't think there is in OKC. I mean, Shea is great. Yeah. Shea is no no KD today. Mm -hmm. um, but he is. I think he he knows that. I think that he knows. He doesn't act like he he's needs. he doesn't act like he's KD. You you listen to him talk. You see how he carries himself. Um, he doesn't think he's that. He'll even say like, "I've man, I've got a long way to go." Yeah, you know, like that's how he feels and that's how he talks. Like he's yeah. he's still. I I mean, it's astounding how humble he can be. Um, but he still feels like he's got a ways to go, and so it's. And they want to grow as a group. And the Chet piece is so intriguing, yeah. Because he could end up he he could end up being the best player on the team, like that's not I, an impossible thought. No. And if he it's is, it's not likely, because Shea is extremely good. Yeah. But it's it's not impossible. No, no, and the skill set there is exactly what they need. Someone that can finish in the paint, protect the paint, that can shoot, that can create. Um, it is pretty crazy to think about adding that kind of player. And then and then from there you need somebody else to pop. I think I think Jalen Williams is gonna already like okay, he's he's a solid player, he's in the rotation, he's a part of the next group. Great. He still could just be a lot better than he is today, too. So, like, he could, like, emerge as, like, a, a true number two or a true number three or whatever, you know, he could be. Jang, like, we have no idea what Usman Jang is or could yeah. be or if he will ever stop breaking his wrist. I don't know. But he could be something. Like, they drafted him at 11 with the idea that you can't find guys that are six foot eleven that can shoot, pass, and dribble like this. Like those kind of guys don't just exist. And if you do, if they do exist, the only way you're getting them in Oklahoma City is if you draft them. And so, absolutely. Like, and then you have the pick in this next draft. Who knows? And then, I mean, I believe that the Houston Rockets are going to use their cap space on something this summer. They're not going to sit there on their hands and just hope and pray that their team gets better. They're going to try to make their team better right away. That's sweet. And it's it's what I hope will happen, and it's what I think will happen. And if they – I don't think it will work. I don't think they have the foundation of adding something to make them better immediately. I don't think James Harden does that. I don't think there's anything – James will make them better. Not a playoff team better. But, but even be, maybe, maybe, but just to play off like first round exit better. Look maybe at the West. Once. There ain't no way that James Harden and that group makes the playoffs. There ain't hey, no he way. Can have, he can have uh, a resurgent. Um, no. I don't know. Um, no. He can no. have a great season, average 35, 5 and 8, whatever. He's not that anymore. Be, he can't do that. No, he can't do that. Well, you, you don't know how Houston's life has effects on him. For what we know, Houston can put him on steroids for a couple of uh, a couple of years. Who knows? 
I mean, anyway, uh, I agree. Uh, it's very unlikely that with a team like that, that has no willingness to play any defense, um, and they have a very shaky offense, um, that they can work. And there was yeah. a question in the chat or a comment in the chat that um, Jalen Green could be the best player on a championship team. Yeah, he can. He's the second pick in the draft. Um, those players have that kind of talent. Um, but the list of players that are extremely talented and that weren't the best player on on a on a championship team is extremely long. Yeah. Uh, and if you have to bet, have a bet against it. Take the last, I don't know, ten championships. It's Steph. It's Yanis. It's whatever happened in the bubble. Um, LeBron. It's yeah. I mean, I yes, mean, it's LeBron. But, it's Anthony yeah, Davis. Sorry, Both those but, guys but are on. Kawhi. Yeah, it's Kawhi. I mean, I what I've watched from Jalen Green. Kawhi if you think TV. that you see the best player on a championship team in Jalen Green, his first two years, you are a liar, or you're not watching, because that's <laughs> well, he, that's not he it. Can he, be he, he could can develop be. into that, but to think that he has shown that. No, 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 no. He says if he not, develops. It's just not even close to being true. Yeah, but it, it, like projecting, it's so hard. Like projecting something that happens five times in a matter, in a span of 20 years uh, in terms of, I mean, LeBron, LeBron was drafted in uh, 19 years ago. And in, let's name the best players on a championship team since then. Like it's Tim Duncan that was drafted before. It's LeBron. It's Steph, it's Kawhi, KD, and Yanis. Kobe. Kobe? But drafted, drafted after LeBron, how many? Oh, drafted after LeBron? Yeah. LeBron, KD, Steph. Giannis. Kawhi. Curry. Curry. Yeah. That's like those it. are the guys. Five, five players. So you're, you really think that a guy like that can, like, sure, he can. Uh, I mean, he can improve next year. He can average 35 and start going to a tear offensively. Is it likely? No. I mean, no. I, I would say that it's unlikely that he, that he becomes better than Shea. It's unlikely because Shea is extremely good. He will be probably an all, well, almost surely an all-star and possibly an all-NBA. It's not easy to do. There are 15 players that do it every week, every year. And... So it's, it's I don't know, uh, it's really hard. Um, maybe they pull it off. Who knows? But back to OKC and back to J-Dub. Um, I mean... Jalen Green's very talented. He's only shooting 40% from the field. That's all. Okay, done. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get to, to our bread and butter, which is um, how this team is improving as of late. And I think that you tweeted uh, something um, about the fact that over the past few weeks, OKC is uh, a top 10 offense or something like that. Um, and I think that there is a clear difference in the way in which they are playing. There is more Kendrick, and this is clearly something that is helping. Um, there are less units where the floor is cramped, uh, and this is helping. But let me let me go completely outside of my persona, and let's praise Lou Dort a little bit. Wow. Yes. I noticed two things. One, I'm not sure I like. The other one, I'm sure that I don't like. And there was a third one that I really like. So let's, uh, I'm in the middle. So the, the, the thing that I absolutely don't like, uh -huh. um, it's, it's the fact that he's missing too much at the rim. 
But I like the way in which he gets there. Oh, he I gets there. Uh, he had some beautiful moves where it was just like just, he, yeah. he, he completed 90% of an incredible move. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't, I'm like, I'm not mad. I'm not worried about it going forward. Yeah. I think it's something that, uh, that it's, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I am not sure how I feel about the pull-up jumper. And this will sound crazy to you because, well, Michael will hate this. No, because I kind of feel that this is something that he is, tra- is training on so much and they are allowing him to do it mm-hmm. from time to time in a game where he's wide open. And if that is something that can come to fruition, even at 40 42%, that changes the equation quite a lot for Ludort. Yeah. And so I'm not completely against it for some reason. The thing that I really like is the fact that he is really trying to take good trees for yeah. the most part. Yeah. And he's a parent. He's not gunning every single time. Mm. He guns sometimes, and it's it's okay. That is Ludort. But if on six trees he takes a bad one and five good ones, and maybe the bad one is sort of a hit check, that's okay. He took one last night and I said, oh, no, oh, yes, great shot. Um, he's 34% um, on the season from three. Do you know what yeah. he's shooting from the corners? I think his usual 40 and change. 45.7% from the corners. Yeah, that's Lou. On the highest volume since his rookie season. Yeah. But take take the last two months. He's shooting 40% from three. Uh, the last month and a half. He's shooting forty percent from three. Yeah, he just started the the, the year like m- many others mm-hmm. terribly. This is this is another reason why this OKC run is is doesn't feel unsustainable because it's really one bad month of basketball on offense and a good one on defense. Yeah, and then steadily they're playing okay, and they're shooting the ball well, like everyone. They're taking better shots. And this is so important. And I really hope that Louis is realizing, hey, if I'm doing like that, I'm I'm going to be allowed to take shots, which mm-hmm. is important. And I will be contributing to such a high level. And I, again, over the past few weeks, even if the results were not always there for Lou, mm-hmm. I think that the process is much, much better. And the yeah. same is for Jada. I mean, Jada is just, last night I saw him for the first time making play after play after play on defense and I said okay yeah. this is this is starting to come to fruition this mm-hmm. is good and i mean it's um again it's a moment to not to overreact and say that this team will go on a tear in the second part of the season and win like 40 games this is not what is going to happen yeah but also to see okay there is something here that is brewing i'm not sure when it will be ready when we can uncork this new um, this new beer, but um, but it's it's coming. Have you seen the shot quality stat on Synergy yet? Have you looked? Have you have you looked at that? No. So it's new, and so they will they basically give you three different types of shots. It's either a low shot quality, um, it's medium shot quality, or high shot quality, and it gives you a percentage for like how like what shots are players getting or what kind of shots are they shooting and Lou Dort is only 9.5 percent of the time does he have a low shot quality Mm -hmm. 
and then it's 73% medium, 15% high shot quality. Okay. And so he, with low shot quality, 0.75 points per possession. Bad. Um, medium shot quality, 1.00. That's okay. Yeah. And then with the high shot quality, 1.12 points per possession. Yeah. Let's shift um, a bit more to the high quality and you'll have a player. It, it's hard because you think about like Shea. Like what would you think? No, Shea has a horrible shot quality. It's funny. It's funny. I need to pull up the numbers. I was looking at this last night before the game was starting. Um, and it's like, what What do you think his low shot quality numbers are? Like what percentage do you think his low shot quality is? He's taking um, more than 30. 44% is low shot yeah. quality. He's, yeah. He's 0.95. Which is insane. Which is crazy, which means like, yeah, these shots are impossible. You shouldn't make these. And yeah, it's and he, less well, than, that's a superstar. Yeah, thing. this is a superstar. Medium is uh, 49%. And then high shot quality is 6%. His high shot quality shots, which is only 47 possessions, 1.6 <laughs> points yeah. per possession. 1.13 yeah. in On half of his possessions in the medium. Yeah, that's insane. He's, he's been extremely efficient. Yeah. And probably everything that is a layup attempt is charted as a medium. Everything that is a pull-up jumper, it's it's probably charted as bad. And if it's like heavily contested, it's bad even if, if it's a layup. Yeah. And, and that's Shea. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is Shea. Um, I wonder, like a player, um, I don't know, what's, what's Kenridge shot quality? So let me pull it up really quick. Um, I think Jalen Jalen Williams takes his twenty percent of his shots are high shot quality, which is like, like that's a that's a good yeah. chunk. Like that feel that felt right too. Whenever I saw it, yeah. I'll have to, I need to double check that. Yeah, Kenrich is almost thirty percent, twenty eight point nine percent of the time, it's high shot quality. And he's 1.14 points per possession in those. Medium shot quality, 50% of the time, 1.25 points per possession. That's that's Kenrich mid-range. Yeah. And then low shot quality, uh, 20.1% of the time, 0.89 points per possession. Yeah. Still not like, I mean, 0.89 is like not ideal, but it's like, okay. Like, (laughs) that's like the worst you're giving us. Like, yeah. All right. But that's that's what any role player should do. Yeah. And that is the role what players you... will have a higher shock. They should have higher shot quality. Like that's just the way that it is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, this is what Giddy is doing with the three ball. There was one game where he, where he took seven, with, where I think that the shot quality went to a bad level. Um, and but in general, he's taking good trees, and those are the trees that matter defenses are starting to kind of paying attention not really closing out hard yeah but at least trying to make a step or two in his direction yeah. and if that happens like you don't need to take four trees yeah. you just need to be you need to make the defense aware that as soon as you're open and as soon as the the defense has uh, have their their hats completely turned on the other direction you will make them pay and this will be enough uh, i mean pj tucker is a guy 
that helps on that end. Even like even if like all the teams know we will not lose on PJ Tucker trees, but they pay attention anyway. So if Giddy can be that plus being a genius of a passer and the fact that he's starting to change the distribution of his shot, doing a lot more at the rim. Uh, there is a great piece that uh, I'll uh, put it on uh, my timeline uh, from Nikki S. Duncan um, on Giddy yeah. mm-hmm. that says this. And he's shifting towards being in attack mode when he goes downhill. If you pair that with the uh, improved shooting, I mean, you have it. And, and again, all this is without... The, well, probably the main floor spacer uh, of the starting unit, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it is crazy. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back. We will continue to chat about the surprisingly good Thunder team. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. And we're back after that quick break. I continue to to just wonder 
about this road trip that the Thunder are going on. One, they're going to be on national television tomorrow night, which is extremely cool. It's great that they get that honor to be on national TV. I'm so glad it's on TNT. Curious if they're going to call him Gilcrest or if they're going to actually pronounce his name right, if they're going to actually coach him up a little bit. But they have a very interesting four games. So they have at Miami, and like we've already said this, the Thunder have a better net rating than Miami this year. And Tyler Hero yeah. got hurt yesterday. So like, uh, I don't know. I could. I mean, the Thunder could definitely lose that one on the road. They have not played as well on the road yeah, as they true. have at home which is something that we should take into account that let me look up the number, but it's not, it's, it's been a more difficult thing on, like they lost to Charlotte on the road, which just felt like feels it was a weird game. It feels impossible. You know, they're 13 and nine at home, five and 13 on the road. And so like all these good feelings that we have today, I'm just curious what they look like after this road trip. Because at Miami, not necessarily an easy one, but on national TV, you have at Philly on January Impossible 12th. wins. Yeah. Back-to-back at Chicago. Chicago is playing a lot better lately. Uh, but I think the Thunder could... They, I'm going to be a coin flip. They have a better net rating than Chicago as well. And then at Brooklyn, likely... Kevin Durant less Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. So if if they if they go two and two. Oh, that's 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 spicy. Two and two is very spicy. What do you think is more likely? Three and one or one and three? Yeah. Yeah. Probably so. But if they if they can somehow go two and two on this road trip, your eyes just get a little bit wider. Like oh this, yeah, this is a tough, tough trip, a really tough trip. Because then they have oh, Indiana four home. will not be terribly bad, by the way. Like if it happens and you yeah. play competitive games and you lose them all, you can lose these games. Yeah, those are better teams. Yeah, except for Chicago. Yeah, and then like you have Indy at home, Sacramento on the road, Denver on the road, Atlanta at home, Cleveland at home. And like that gets you almost to the end of January. And then you finish with Golden State. And that's the end of January. And so like I this is why I was like saying like just like pause and like appreciate this, because like we're not guaranteed to have these same feelings at the end of January. You know? No. We could be looking more like, oh, we're six in the reverse standings. This is great. Like just appreciate the fact that this team looks like this today and that They've made this progress, and that Mark Degnall is so great. So before the game, I was asking him just like, how do you keep your team focused on the big picture and not just on your shooting percentages or how you performed in this game or like how do you keep them focused? And like he just talked about how like that's the job of the organization, that they want all the players to feel every feeling they have. They don't want to keep them from feeling like frustrated or elated or excited about their shooting percentages or mad about their shooting percentages or upset about a game or whatever. 
He said, but it's the job of the organization to set the table and of the coaching staff to set the table of consistent work and what and refocus them after they get to feel everything they need to feel, zero them back in and say, hey, these are still our long-term goals. This is where we're heading. This is how we're going to get there. And I just think that it's so good to have somebody like that, that like Mark is very down to earth, very relatable. <clears throat> and the guys are responding. Like they're just consistently responding to Mark and to the staff. And Mike Wilkes was somebody that was called out too. Cause I asked Mark, just like, what are like, what were your thoughts on? Like, what are your thoughts on the way that Giddy shot the ball? Mm-hmm. He said from the ground up, it looks so much better. He said, but to put it all at like the feet at, of Chip England is like not right. He said it's a big inflection point for Josh. But he said, but the work had already begun with Mike Wilkes, who's been on the staff. He said Mike has helped individually, Josh and Shay and many other guys on the roster in in like big ways. And so it's just he I don't know. I just I have just the ultimate faith in this staff to develop them and get them to where they need to go. And Presti is picking the right guys. I think guys that fit with this group, guys that play a certain brand of basketball. Uh, I just continue to be really impressed. And like, there's part of me that goes in to these pressers, not necessarily looking for that, not necessarily like wanting everything to be, roses walking out like i want to know like genuinely like how does this work and if he gave me a crap answer i'd come on here and talk about hey i think this answer was a little weird or i think Mm -hmm. you know we talk about like darius has given me like tons of weird answers and i'm more than willing to come on here and talk about how we felt uncomfortable about certain things I don't necessarily go in there like hoping that everything's going to be great and rosy. Like I just want to tell you guys what's going on and like continually I'm just like really impressed by the work and character of almost everybody around the team and it's consistent and they are definitely, I mean, they're definitely on the right track and you look at these other rebuilding teams and it's hard to say that the Spurs are so early on in their rebuild that it's just like, whatever, you know, I, I like some of the pieces they have. Obviously their coaching staff is phenomenal as well. Like all of that. Fine. Did Detroit and Houston have the right coaching staffs in place? I think you can easily say no. Yeah. With the way that things are working in both markets and yes, they've had injuries in Detroit, but this is not year one or year two for the Pistons. This is year four for the Pistons. That is scary. And they and they beat the Thunder. All credit to them. Great job beating the Thunder. I I don't I don't know what is keeping them on the Dwayne Casey track. Like I don't quite get it. Uh I don't feel like the habits that are happening there are necessarily the right ones. And I think like the, the McDonough thing may work out for them and they may get another pick out of this whole thing. 
But is he is he helping that team become a well, better? Clearly, a... <laughs> clearly they they land a lot of top picks, so that that is, that counts for something. No, I it's really hard to to. I mean, I I don't know. Judging a coach, you you can't with with losing teams. It's it's easy to be swayed in either directions, and we said it many times. There are coaches that are good for a certain moment. Yeah, in the development of a team. I mean, Brad Brown. Um, it on during the rebuild, there were moments you say, "Wow, this team is playing hard for him. They they can get anywhere mm -hmm. until they didn't." And, well, and look where I Brett mean, is he, now. Like, what what team has Brett now? It's the Spurs. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Like they know. And yeah, yeah, and and you can say that the opposite it, it's less likely to happen like when you can see a team that is not going anywhere it's unlikely that from one year to to the other this team immediately blossoms into something special the last time was yeah. again Brett Brown uh, the team was putrid on purpose though mm. um, this is not what is happening in Detroit I don't know if like this year is a year where you say okay let's, let's just be bad uh, and yeah. it's also very uncommon because there is a new GM who didn't pick the coach, and right, and so all right, like it, it was earlier than um, the change of GM. So I think it's 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 unlikely uh, that this will continue for long. But maybe there is no like, what if there is no right candidate, and you still have a steady presence there? You know that this coach will uh, will at least create something like a certain culture and maybe maybe he's not good at making this team win but they also had like a lot of injuries and a lot of um problems with their roster so maybe yeah. they're saying okay until we find the guy that we really like Dwayne Casey is a name in this league uh he's well respected in a city like Detroit and and for now until we find the, the coach that we really want he is at the he's at the helm and we'll see. Yeah. I, I disagree. I disagree with, with that. I just don't think that that's the right thing to do. I mean, I commend a team like New Orleans mm -hmm. for hiring Willie Green. Yeah. You know, a guy who had been an assistant for a while. They went out and paid Stan Van. They paid him, brought him in. They saw mm -hmm. after a year, nope, it's not it. And then went and got a guy like Willie Green. The kind of like Willie Green and Mark Degnault. Are not that different. They're no. they're definitely different in the way that they got here. <laughs> like Mark's story is just like crazy awesome. But like it's and I don't this is where I'm like, Dwayne's not this guy. And like these are the guys that are thriving in the league right now. Like Will Hardy in Utah. Yeah. It's these guys that are relatable, motivational, understand the organization from the top to the bottom. And are working in tandem with the front office, and like I don't necessarily see those same things going on in Detroit or in in Houston. It may be completely out of the hands of the coach there, because I think the group of players they have there is not conducive to winning basketball. So it's hard for yeah. me. To, it's hard for me to say specifically 
that what's going on in Houston is a, is a coaching thing. I don't think it's I don't think that's fair. I think that he will be sacrificed. He'll be the sacrificial lamb of that mm-hmm. group. I believe that will happen. But I don't think he's the problem. I think it's the players in Houston. I think it's the group of guys. And honestly, the best thing for them would be to just be bad and get lucky and get Scoot Henderson on their team and just have some guy to come organize the chaos that's happening on that roster. Asking yeah, a but- 19-year-old to do that is a rough thing, but it might be like the only way like truly out of this mess with this roster to like get on a path. So you like Houston's roster better than Detroit's in well you you like Detroit's roster better than Houston in terms of being coachable. I I don't know I found it hard to to judge from here. Um it's Yes, I think yes. I think yes, I do. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. fair. I don't have like numbers to say otherwise. I think that Kate has been extremely underwhelming. Um also injured. So who knows? And that is a big part of what is not working in Detroit. Kate hasn't been a number one pick. Uh, well, he's been hurt. Kate. He hadn't played all year, too. So it's hard to judge them for that. As yeah, but well. even last year, it wasn't like a super Nova kind of rookie year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is something that has been... I mean, they butchered the Kylian Ace pick. Um, yeah, badly. Uh, Ivy is a nice player. Um but he's not the one that will lead you to anywhere, especially not with Cade out or with or with Cade not playing to a certain standard. Yeah, and th- this is this is what is happening in Detroit to me more than anything. Like, yes, if you have a young, energetic coach, maybe players will play harder. Um, but again, um, it's it's I understand it's weird. It's weird to have a, uh, a front Listen. office that comes in and doesn't pick. The, the coach like uh, it's it's again it might be outside of basketball it might be outside of uh the common thinking it, it might be something different with, with Dwayne Casey um yeah but again I I don't see this as a situation that goes uh, on for like five ten years uh, maybe it's five ten months yeah yeah even like the Celtics like Joe Missoula like they they love Joe Missoula yeah, you know he's another one of those kind of guys. Like the the league is bypassed. Like the Charlotte Hornets hiring Steve Clifford is just like, what in the world are you doing? Like you missed it. Like you don't understand any of it if you hire they Steve Clifford to be your coach. It's insanity. It's absolute insanity to have him as your coach. And like that's where like Steven Silas like fine like he's not some retread he's somebody that's been working really hard great character guy I don't it's hard for me to blame him you know it's hard for me to blame him um, Chris Finch even in Minnesota like I don't think Chris Finch is the problem up there like Chris is a really good coach like that's a really yeah. really I mean Jamal Mosley in Orlando I think giving that guy a chance I think he's done a pretty good job. Um, I don't know. There's less and less of these guys that are around, but like Steve Clifford and Dwayne Casey, like they're that's a couple of those guys where you're like, I, I don't know, like I don't know if those kind of guys can work. Tom Thibodeau in New York, and I know that the Knicks have been better lately, but like, is Tom Thibodeau a long-term solution for any franchise as a head coach that has championship aspirations? I think the answer 
It's definitively that would not be no. my choice. Definitively, no. It's actually like more like, and I know the Suns have struggled and they've been rough, but like Monty Williams is like kind of like the new style of coach mm-hmm. that like works better in the NBA, like more relatable. Um, I, I think that got this generation of player just responds a whole lot better to that kind of person. Even like Taylor Jenkins has done an outstanding job. I think even like Darvin Ham, honestly, in LA, and I know the Lakers situation is not great, but like I think Darvin Ham's like done about as good a job as you can do with that team. Yeah. Sorry. So, um, anyways, all of this to say, I really admire the job that the coaching staff in OKC is doing. I admire them continuing to develop not only the players but the staff from within to get better and I think bringing a guy like Chip over like is not only development for the player shooting I think it's development for the staff to be around a guy like that yeah Yeah, sure that that is as important like um, I mean it's it's uh Adam's um teaching a certain brand of defense and then moving on and that defense even if it was not the same yeah. um it, it just carried over it's uh so it, it it's about adding top-notch guys to a coaching staff that is already doing the right things mm-hmm. and it's important what, what you said before like mike wilkes did the the first few steps maybe the a lot of steps with giddy and, and shay mm-hmm. and then and then there is another layer. And and maybe Mike Wilkes would be better at this job after this year or two um working with uh with Angle. That is that is how it how it should go. And and even I mean we were discussing with um uh, with John about um I don't remember the name, um the guy that they hired from Philly. I mean, um that's important as well in terms of scouting. I mean hiring new guys that can make contributions. Um, and if, um, I mean, guys like Isaiah Joe, I think that is where they came from. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's right. It's improving, uh, in a lot of areas. And again, uh, I said at the beginning of the pod, yes, Shea is the main catalyst for this version of OKC, but this is also, um, this is well, a lot of this is the staff and it's the way in which the message and the play style and the commitment is passing through the players. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Uh, okay. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you guys are enjoying your week. Enjoy the, the national televised game. I think that will be really fun. Uh, we will just see where this goes from here, but I do think it's important to pause and like recognize like this is pretty cool. What we're seeing happening in Oklahoma city with this team again. And they've had two major rebuilds. The first one we know was like, Hall of Fame level rebuild, like just like ridiculous. This one, we don't exactly know where it's heading, but it's heading down like a very good path. I don't know that you can do better than Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, but we don't know. We don't know what this is going to look like in the next couple of years, but it's heading in the right direction. So uh, thanks so much for listening, and uh, we will be back again on Wednesday. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.